The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. The Pharisees went and plotted to entrap Jesus in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with the truth and show deference to no one. For you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this and whose title? They answered, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. It's so good to be back with you once again. This Gospel, on the surface, is about taxation. The question of whether it was lawful to give taxes to the emperor. But we know it was much more than this. The Pharisees and the Herodians were both trying to trap Jesus into saying something that they could use against him. It seemed like a lose-lose situation for Jesus. If he said yes to paying taxes to the emperor, then the Pharisees would accuse him of cooperating with the Roman Empire and violating Jewish faith and tradition, which maintained that all is God's and we owe our allegiance only to God. On the other hand, if he said no to the tax, then the Herodians, who collaborated with the Romans, would view this as treason against the Roman Empire, and this would put Jesus and his followers at risk. But the brilliant answer that Jesus gives them involves one simple sentence. Give therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. He is, in effect, saying that one can pay Caesar the tax that is owed to him, since that is the law of the land. But they must also give to God what is his as well. He is also implying that loyalty to God always takes precedence. Our ultimate allegiance is to God, who created us and the whole universe. Just as the coin bears the image of Caesar, so each and every one of us here today bears the image of God deep inside us. His signature is written all over us. Our very selves belong to God, our Creator. Give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. We must ask ourselves, what belongs to God? What kind of tribute do we owe to him? We can start by saying that we owe God 
everything. Our lives, our possessions, our families, the peace and comfort that we enjoy in our society. The list goes on, but everything on that list, God has created, even Caesar's precious Roman Empire. So how do we give tribute to God today? How do we give back to him, the one who has given all to us, even his only son? How do we bear his image in us to the world around us? How do we answer his call to make disciples of all nations in his name? As I prayed these readings this week, I did so with a heavy heart. As I prepared this homily, I was thinking of all the things that are going on in our world today, both at home and overseas. It's just, it's overwhelming. I was thinking about the assault on life in this country, the attack on the unborn, the elderly, and those who are ill, and those who live with disabilities. And very soon, even those with mental illness who will also be in danger of euthanasia. I thought of our government and its goal to bring universal abortion to third world countries, whether they want it or not. And they spend millions to make this happen. These most vulnerable people in our society are God's beloved people. They too have the image of God etched on their souls as well. I also thought about what is happening in the Ukraine and the Middle East and how so many people are suffering from unbridled aggression and blatant terror. Innocent people on both sides of these conflicts. People who just want peace and security for their families. They are the ones who pay the ultimate price. We must stand with all of these people who are facing evil in our society today. This is what we are called to do, to speak out against these things and speak the truth. Many are ignorant of the truth, and they are strongly influenced by the so-called wisdom of our society. You might say, well, of course we stand for all these things. We are against abortion and euthanasia, we do not condone aggression or terror. But do we really? If we stand for the truth, then we must let others know how we feel and what we believe when they profess the lies of our society. We must let others know that we stand for life and not the culture of death. When we do this, we offer another way of looking at things. We offer a view that lets love and compassion lead the way. We offer truth instead of lies. It is so important that we speak truth to falsehoods and love to hate. As image bearers of a loving, merciful, and faithful God, we must not stand by in silence. So what can we do? We certainly cannot prevent wars in other countries. 
but we can be the light of truth in this world today, in our little world here in Essex County, in a society that is so broken and misguided, we can stand up for justice and mercy for all. Professing the truth is the first step in changing minds and hearts. And when we do this with love and compassion, we really can change minds and hearts. And I've seen this with my own eyes, as I'm sure many of you have as well. <clears throat> we can start by giving to God what is God's already. Our very selves, our minds, our bodies, our souls. What else can we do? Well, right now is the time for 40 Days for Life. 40 Days for Life involves standing out in Tecumseh Road in front of Met Hospital for the next 40 days and praying for an end to abortion. People sign up for an hour or two or maybe more each week. The hours are from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then there, there are many time slots that we need to fill. When we stand out there and pray and we hold our signs that say, pray to end abortion, we are speaking truth to lives. And we also pray for those who cooperated with abortion, that they will seek out God's infinite mercy and forgiveness that is available to every one of us. People need to see us out there. They need to be reminded of what abortion really is, the taking of innocent human life. People are changed when they witness us out there. And this too, I have seen. If, just imagine if each one of us here signed up for one hour per week for the next five weeks. There would be so many people out there praying for life that there is no telling what miracles could happen. Go with several people, your friends, and go when there are experienced people there to help you. If you Google 40 Days for Life Windsor, you will come to their homepage and there's a phone number there and there's an, an email address for Lori Eberhardt who, who organizes this. Give her a call, ask her. She can answer all of your questions. Another example are the many organizations that support and uplift our community, in our community, the people who are homeless. Our parishes have the Society of St. Vincent de Paul that works with many homeless people. There are many volunteers also who work on the ground and work in the background, including students in our grade schools and our high schools as well. Contact one of our St. Vincent de Paul organizations in, in, in this parish and find out how you can help. There are opportunities to help the less fortunate in other ways as well. And I, I recommend talk with Catherine Darlow, who is the coordinator of outreach ministry in our parishes and family of parishes to find out how you can help again. And her number is found in the bulletin. We can write letters to government <clears throat> excuse me, 
and join organizations in our area that work towards addressing the causes of poverty and homelessness. And this is the work of justice, and it is vitally important. Money is always needed by these organizations in working for charity and justice. Today is World Mission Sunday, and this supports many, many dioceses throughout the world who are in need of financial help. Giving financially is always a good thing when we support those who are in need. You have heard the saying, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil in the world is for good people to do nothing. Evil will thrive if it isn't challenged, and we have a duty to change the evil that we see around us. And as you know, this is not easy. It can be very uncomfortable and be lonely to be that dissenting voice, maybe at, maybe at work on a certain issue or somewhere else in a, in a social setting. It can also take up our time and our resources. But this is part of what we owe to God, to give him what is due him, to help bring peace and make disciples for Christ. Today's gospel invites us to examine just how effectively we are applying our Catholic Christian values to our obligations as followers of Christ. Let us remember that our first loyalty is to a heavenly kingdom that will remain long after all of these other empires that we see around us are gone. God's reign is eternal and all-encompassing. Give to God what is God's? In other words, give God everything. 